the force be with you is a phrase used to wish a person well to overcome a challenge. The invitation in this podcast, may the life force be with you, is to explore what it means to truly feel alive, to appreciate the physical, emotional and spiritual connection to our energy, and finally to understand how this impacts who you are and all that you do. May this conversation inspire you to thrive. So... I just asked you if you need a moment and then said, no, we're going straight in because it's a big subject. Which you're quite excited about. I am. I'm feeling your life force hitting <laughs> off of me. I am like, I'm like, we've been doing admin all day and like, I'd be like, I want to know, I want to know. Be what quiet. would you like to know? <laughs> I want to know how your ayahuasca journey was. What would you like to know? <laughs> so it's 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 a really hard thing to explain. And um just just to recap, I we we talked about it on a previous episode where I had shared that I've been kind of thinking about doing an ayahuasca journey for I guess the last year, even 12 months ago, the thought of it felt quite fearful. It didn't feel quite right. But something happened this year where I thought, no, I I do want to do this. <laughs> and I'm really curious. And so my friend Amy and I, we, we found an amazing retreat in Spain, just outside Malaga. Um, that was, if you've ever seen the show Nine Perfect Strangers or read the book, it was basically Nine Perfect Strangers. <laughs> I've read, I've seen and read. <laughs> Likewise. Um, and I feel like the easiest way to explain what I was doing before I got there, um, particularly to my mom, was to say, you know, the film, you know, the series Nine Perfect Strangers. Well, imagine that, except... I know I'm being microdosed and I'm not being microdosed, I'm being overserved. I'm being overdosed. I'm being overdosed in the nicest possible way in a very controlled environment. Let's just get that out there right now. Um, but that was that was the easiest way to kind of explain it. And interestingly, when I I because I thought I love that you told her it was not perfect strangers yeah. intentionally. Yeah. That's pretty because I was thinking, I mean let's start there. Because when you explain to people that's what you're gonna do, you have different reactions, right? So when I was like saying, Well I tell my mom and we were driving and I thought, Will I tell her? Will I not tell her? How do I explain this? Will she think I'm taking drugs? Um and so that's when I introduced, you know, the the thought of nine perfect strangers. And she said, right, right, okay, interesting, <laughs> curious. And so I explained a little bit more about why I was doing it and, and, and what it might mean for me. And what was your why? Um, what did you curious, say to your mom? That, that I was curious and, and I'd been on this long, lifelong, even though you don't always realise it, lifelong journey of understanding myself um relationships with others relationships to self relationships to the universe oneness whatever you might want to call it my place in the world and I've been doing so much inward thought and reflection that I felt this year I was at the point where I wanted to kind of crack open further and I'd done it from a very cerebral place to date where it was like think logically be mindful be a coach learn these techniques breath work is the first way of kind of opening up that slightly some might say yoga and movement is another way you can kind of open up a different kind of thought pattern or 
you start to listen to your body and the thoughts that your body are telling you as well as your mind. And I just felt that ayahuasca or exploring psychedelics is something that people are talking about more and more and they kind of help you tap into that unconscious and Mm. and subconscious more than kind of logical brain thoughts can Um, and so I've, I, I was curious to try it from that perspective. I felt ready to kind of open up what else was there and to kind of peek behind the Wizard of Oz curtain of my brain um, and discover and discover what was what was there. So that was my reason and my timing for doing it was that I felt strong enough. I felt curious enough. I felt um, that I had done a lot of the work and unearthing some of the topics and themes that might have been challenging a few years ago. And I felt ready. So when I explained it to mom and I said, you know, this is this is what it is, she she thought about it and she reflected on the show and book Nine Perfect Strangers and said, <laughs> but everybody left with what they went with. Like everybody left with something that they were trying to leave behind. And everybody found something that in some really form of enlightenment. Interesting. And I'm like, your ma- mom. Bang on. Your mum's just like put it spot on. Like yeah. that is amazing. So the observation was, yeah, you know, they were all being microdosed under their, you know, and it looked like they all went crazy for a moment. But actually, they all left with a message that was deeply meaningful and personal to them. Um, and so mum's reflection was <laughs> spot on. That's amazing. And I obviously had that conversation with her before. I went on the retreat, but that is why coming back to your first question, how was it? It's quite difficult to explain because everyone's experience that I shared that energy with in that room, and I know for a fact that who was there was supposed to be there. We were all there to share the journey together. And if the dynamics had been different, different, we would have had a a different experience. So I'm very grateful for the amazing nine other people nine eight perfect strangers because I went with Amy (laughs) that that were in that room with me but we shared a journey together an experience that was unique and can never be replicated because it was about us being together and each person's experience was so deeply personal um, and different that it is quite hard to explain to someone what it's like because I can only explain what it felt like for me and I, you know, I I think that is true of all journeys and all ceremonies. Hey, for life, right? I have no idea what it feels like to sit inside your head all no. day. And I can never. No. And I, I think that... <laughs> but, we, but we do tend towards generalisations a lot, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And I think that, um, you know, every moment is so unique. Every moment is so unique. Yeah. And you know what, if I did, if I did it again, I'm sure I'd have a very different experience from a a purely practical perspective. We, we took ayahuasca two of the three nights we were together Mm -hmm. at the retreat. Um, and the whole thing was facilitated and the space was held for us by the most amazing people. And that to me is really important when you're looking at doing something like this, um, Colin and Ariana are beautiful, wise, kind people that just had a way of 
softly reaching out and holding the space for each of us. Um, and they were supported by um, other facilitators, um, Sergio, uh, Dean and Sally, who are amazing as well at um, both creating and holding the space. But a big part of ayahuasca and a big part of the journey is in music. And the music really takes you on the ride. Mm. And what we found is that our psychedelic experiences, our memories, our recollections, our challenges, our thought processes had similarities on each of the nights because it was influenced by the music, the lyrics, the tone, the beat, the kind of essence that was created in the room. Which is really interesting because. Music is obviously vibration, mm -hmm. and presumably plants, you know, how I perceive it is if you take a plant, you're becoming, you're coming into oneness with the plant. <laughs> you're bringing yourself into oneness mm -hmm. with the plant. And from what I understand, plants communicate vibrationally. They communicate through vibration and frequency. And so in a way, it's what you're saying to me is it's not just the plant it affecting you. It's actually how the plant and the music are dancing together within you. Yeah. Yeah. It's how the all... plant is responding in the vibrational conversation with the m music, which is the traditional way the Ica Rose and the, the medicine songs are part of medicine. And it's it's it, it it's creating um the whole experience is so so you can speak to the medicine so you don't feel out of control my my again i can only speak from my experience my experience was very calm mm. it was very serene i hardly moved i felt so deeply relaxed and at ease that I actually felt like I stopped breathing. I was just like, hey, I don't even need to breathe anymore. I'm so chill. <laughs> I'm so chill down here in this universe that I've created for myself. And it was you you are interacting, you're playing, you're kind of dancing with the medicine through the music, through your body. Um, your your thoughts are conscious. You remember. You can ask it questions. You can you can consciously play with it and kind of challenge what's coming up with the medicine as well. So it's it's a very conscious journey that that you take. Um, what would you say to people that are like, well, that's just a trip. Yeah. Why, what makes it medicine? I think is the question I'm asking. I, 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 I guess. Um, <laughs> and I know you're not an expert. In no. this. I just want to know from a participant yeah. point of view. I mean, I, I think um, there's a couple of things to note, right? I am not here promoting that everybody should take ayahuasca. Mm. It's a deeply personal journey, decision. Um, you know, let's face it, it's illegal in this country, right? Mm. It's, it's illegal. It's classed as a narcotic, I guess. It's an illegal substance. So I'm not suggesting that everybody go out and do this. It it does involve, for me, this the, the special experience I had was because of Colin and Ariana and the team and the environment they created, the music, the atmosphere, the people, the thoughtful way the whole 
retreat was curated is hugely important to feeling safe and secure in that environment. Um, so I'm not telling everybody, in fact, it's such a deeply personal decision. This is something that people should not think about lightly. It's not a recreational microdosing mushroom Saturday night event. This is something that can bring up trauma. Um, it can release trauma. Do you mind me asking if it brought up trauma for you? It didn't bring up trauma for me, but it brought up deep emotion. Okay. If like when I reflect on what the word trauma might might mean and, mm -hmm. and trigger for people. And without going into too much detail, the deep emotion it brought up for me was grief because yeah. it's been a big part of my life mm -hmm. over the last few years. And I had a vision that that just, wow, brought up all the waves of grief in me. And that vision um, made me sob. And I was sobbing and blowing my nose, which is all part of the purging that medicine can sometimes do for you. Sometimes you're sick, which I, I, I was only very sick at the very last minute of the two days. Um, but for me, it was blowing my nose. It was crying. It was yawning. Those things are all releasing things and energy from your body. And did you as you're having did you thoughts. feel it releasing the energy from your body? The energy. Of the so grief? so so you know I I felt intense pain. So it was painful as well. Like I had intense pain in my blissfulness. My intense headache, pain in my teeth, pain in my jaw, pain in my throat. As I was thinking different thoughts, but deeply relaxed at the same time. It sounds quite <laughs> weird. I couldn't have moved if the place was on fire. I was so deeply relaxed. Um, but what, um. The grief part that came up for me was oh, just deep, deep pain in my heart. And I was crying and blowing my nose and just feeling oh, exhausted by it. And then all of a sudden, I had this realization and this thought, I'm feeling this pain because of love. Hmm. It's not possible to feel grief without this without an equal or greater measure of love and I was actually imagining my aunt and uncle's pain and this is what I was channeling um because they're deeply sad because my, my cousin died and my dad and and another cousin and 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 I could just feel their pain so intensely but in that moment I felt the love and do you feel like that was the medicine or you, a part of your like higher self or higher awareness? I believe we were working together. Right. The medicine helped me feel it, mm -hmm. feel it so intensely and then feel that love so intensely as well. And I joined the two together. And so even though I was crying, I was smiling and I just had, and then that made me cry even more, was just this overwhelming <laughs> feeling of love and, and this appreciation that you you don't feel grief, grief in those depths unless it, it, it's, it's equally a gesture and a feeling of love. And so that gave me a huge amount of comfort and release. And, you know, I almost talked to them in that moment as well. Um, so that was, I guess, my most deeply felt emotion that I had over the two days was, was connected to that, but it was one of pain that was then balanced out with, with 
calm and bliss and love. And would you say it's because you were calm you were able to access that pain? Do you think the calm was... The reason I'm I'm asking is because I actually was trying... I had an interesting message about the breakdown of what medicine is from a totally different point of view. But what was being said was that it's not medicine unless it has these four stages. It has to have intention. It has to have a a clearing or a purification. So at the role of a medicine, it can only be medicine if there is something that is released and purged Mm -hmm. to get you to a zero point. Mm -hmm. And then it is also only medicine if a new thing is brought in to replace what was there. And so there is like a renewal or a restoration stage and then there is an integration. And if those mm-hmm. four stages mm-hmm. are not mm-hmm. there, the guidance that I was getting is it's not actually a med- like it is not being used as a medicine. That's how we can use plant as food and then plant as medicine is is those four stages have to be yeah. part and that's of it. exactly what what I believe that we and 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 using and being guided through the process as we did was is exactly those four stages. So I guess everybody is interested in the bit in the middle, right? <laughs> the psychedelic experience. What did you see? What did you hear? Like Which I do want to hear about. Yeah. Like I I want to know. I'll come back to that. <laughs> but actually what everybody that was there reflected on was the intention piece, the setup, the prep, the the um taking care of yourself before you go in, listening to your body. What is the intention that you have while you're there is super important to how you then what you bring into that space and that environment. Then there is the actual working with the medicine, the 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 purge, and as I've said, the purge and the 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 recognition of awareness of what comes up, the purge and releases. You know, I did it through crying and blow my mm-hmm. nose. Other people purged a lot through, but it's interesting when you purge with ayahuasca. You know, we all get given a bucket at the beginning and a loo roll, <laughs> and you imagine that it. It's going to be some kind of exorcist moment, but actually what you're purging is just the tea. You're not really being sick. You're just right. bringing the tea back up. Okay. And I'll come back to that and how my session ended. Um, but then one of the most important parts of it um, is the integration. And it's the conversation we had together as a group the next day, our sharing of our experiences, getting the wisdom from Colin and Ariana and we learned something in each other's stories that we were able to integrate into our own Mm -hmm. and it would bring up um, an acknowledgement of what we had felt or you know something to think about and take away with us or and you know that integration process doesn't happen in that moment I'm going to be integrating for a long time what I saw felt heard and how I then bring it into my my kind of waking conscious life as well it doesn't you know just snap change and you walk out a different person although some people can but I want to walk out a different person I want do you to feel like more a consciousness I feel that I have an awareness about the changes that I want to see and feel in my life that I need to to make that I kind of knew before but you know, like everybody in life, you're waiting on somebody else to come in and 
on the white horse and, and wave the magic wands and all the analogies of all the fairy tales at once and make it right, when actually it's up, the only person that can do that is me. Mm. Um, and sometimes you just need a light shone on that in different ways. And one of those different ways can be using plant medicine to unlock that or help you unlock that at a deeper, you know, subconscious level. So yeah, those four stages are the experience of taking ayahuasca for and me. Tell me about the restoration stage. Tell me about like when you're out of the purge. Then what? <laughs> so I'm probably still in it, okay. <laughs> to be honest. But when you're actually not, not I mean, so out you of mean the trip, in the, I mean, like after the crying and the grieving. Yeah. Then what happens? What's the rewriting bit? So that happened to you. So for me, the yeah. the, the restoration part in that particular moment, because yeah. I had various stages. There was yeah. like chapters of a book mm. to the the experience over the two days. In that phase, it was the aha moment of the pain I feel is love, mm. and just sitting with that and kind of holding that and smiling at that and almost kind of having a little haha moment to myself and feeling contentment within that moment that I had that epiphany mm. and then with that the crying stopped the nose running and blowing stopped and I lay back down and got peaceful again mm. and so that that was I guess the um integration of that thought in that moment mm. and I guess sharing it with people is part of that integration as well and then what happened <laughs> well right at the very beginning because I know you want to hear about the kind of psychedelic experience so for anybody that's curious um or um it's not like a kind of acid lsd mushroomy trip where you know the walls might be breathing or the cat turns into a donkey or whatever might be your experience of you know psychedelics where um your outer world changes i never felt out of control at any time mm -hmm. i felt very safe i felt very secure but i just wanted to keep my eyes closed and i wanted to be still and peaceful mm -hmm. and so for me the psychedelic experience was very internal. Mm -hmm. It was felt, it felt quite physical as well as visual. And so you take the medicine, which is like a very thick molasses almost. Um, it's quite difficult to kind of gulp down. And um, to me, it tasted like a kind of burnt licorice. Some people said it tasted like burnt grapefruit and that kind of not terribly pleasant <laughs> kind of mm -hmm. taste. And I have no idea how long it takes to to kind of you start to feel it um, other than it could have been 10 minutes or it could have been an hour. <laughs> but you journey overnight. So everything is done by candlelight, by beautiful roaring fire. So you can kind of make out shapes and distinctions of things in a room, but it's not brightly lit. So you're very able to really kind of close your eyes and just relax and go deep into your inner world. And so the experience when it started for me, I felt like my face started to grow and elongate and almost split in half where I felt like my face was three foot tall. Mm -hmm. 
up and down and then it started to expand left and right as well until my whole face just felt like it disappeared <laughs> and I didn't want to touch my face in case there was nothing there so it was like this really weird thing of like don't touch it it's going to feel weird um, and I couldn't anyway because I couldn't move but I just felt like my whole spatial awareness if I if I I had my eyes closed the whole time but if I had my eyes open my kind of two foot by two foot circumference of my fisheye lens that you have in life of the things that you see and are aware of all of a sudden I had a 360 vision and I always think back to Joe Dispenza and his you know we see one percent of reality mm. imagine if we just you know used our cognitive abilities to see more of the quantum to see more into that kind of time space reality that we only see one percent of and it felt like I could see everything certainly more than the one percent so not only did my vision feel like it expanded but then I just completely disappeared at this point and my breathing became so shallow I didn't feel like I had a face the message was you don't need <laughs> one it's not who you are um and then I just became one with the visual that I was experiencing which was this beautiful purples orientally type images that just kind of gently floated in and out I felt like I was on a breeze with this it's really difficult to explain that I was <laughs> You're up in the up in the clouds up in the universe everything was dark but warm and and beautifully serene and it was like I was floating on this cloud and the message that I got was oneness you are one with this this is the universe and fee we're letting you see this we're letting you see behind the curtain and enjoy it and come along and just spend some time here what's, and so I did what's it interesting to me as you're talking about like essentially losing all awareness of your body yeah and What's interesting to me is it's like, what well, what is the part of you that is then going on that journey? Because it's you're talking very sensationally mm -hmm. about breeze and you know experiencing in a sensational way. So presumably your life force is what is going on that journey, mm -hmm. exactly. rather than rather than the, the, your the life physical... force, rather than the the physical senses. It yeah. is the life force energy that flows through the physical yeah. senses to experience the body that is then in this experience of total oneness. Yes, exactly, and it felt beautiful and serene and playful and blissful and magical really it was a it, it was a fantastic experience where I just felt I was riding this this kind of really beautiful wave of energy what would you say having now known ayahuasca intimately in this one to to drinking what would you say she would say life force energy is It's everything <laughs> and it's everywhere and there's no distinction between us all it's a oneness and what would you say you got from 
experience. A beautiful experience. Um, perspective. Uh, I feel like I was um, able to see something that I wish everybody could see. Um, appreciation because of that. Um, you know, from a, a more personal perspective, I guess I got the message that, that you know, you are enough. Mm. You know, it's, it, it's um, you've got what you need to thrive in life was the message that I got. Enjoy it. <laughs> you know, there isn't a more beautiful message than that, there really. There um, And, you know, as I say, it's really difficult to explain. I know how it felt and I... I, I, some of you know the things are difficult to kind of put into words and but that energy that I felt was just an absolute oneness and vastness as well and you know sometimes we worry about the smallest minutest of details of something and then what I felt was this you know kind of time space reality that we construct but it's it's not actually what it is like it's something else it's something bigger than we can imagine. It's something greater than any of us and, and anything that's in this time right now because this moment's past, right? And that moment that I had back then is past. But that feeling, that energy where I saw that kind of all-encompassing, it's almost like space holder that we're all floating around in, that, that's existed long before us are here right now and will exist long after this moment. So I guess perspective and um, and appreciation are kind of two of the things I took away. Mm. I've not been asked that before, so I hope I'm making sense. People probably think I'm what you're really saying crazy is so, right now. <laughs> what you're saying is so beautiful. I'm trying to present it in a way that doesn't sound like I'm crazy and it sounds accessible, but at the same time, this is not something that I'm saying everybody should go out and do. It it does involve a little bit of appreciation of some of the things that I'm talking about. You know, at the same I've time. never been called to ayahuasca and I have deep respect for the plant medicines, but what. Yeah, it's a, you feel called to it, I think, when. And I think it's if ready. you feel called, it's the right yeah. thing. And you shouldn't do it if you're not feeling called no. because you don't go into a pharmacy and be like, I'll have a bit of that, I'll have a bit of that. Not unless like, you have serious <laughs> problems, but that's another conversation. Like that will come to see yeah. that serious problem. And it's not like going to the bar like, going, oh, well, you know, medicine you know. is for, is you treat a medicine for because she's called you in 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 my world, but what I do always struggle a little bit with, even in the medicines I've taken, is because I've taken loads of drugs. I've had similar experiences when I was younger taking drugs, and so there's a part of my left brain that still, even with the deep reverence and respect I have for medicine that still goes mm, I think you can have those experiences when you're high <laughs> in general and, and and one thing that I'm just curious about is like how to define the difference I'll come back to what you said about the four stages mm. So when, it's your when, intention. You know, when you're right, when we were difference. all like clubbing yeah. or when. Yeah, like, that's what know, I mean. Like, like I found God are... on a toilet in Gran Canaria once because I was like, oh, this toilet is. is No, I was. I was high on ecstasy at Gran Canaria Gay Pride and I was like, 
this toilet is connected to the floor and the floor is connected to the earth. And then I like had this whole like oneness experience of like realizing that the toilet was God, <laughs> which was a life changing experience. And I, I I'm not trying. I'm God not is a DJ, right? So yeah. everyone's had those experiences. <laughs> exactly. I'm not discrediting plant medicine. I'm just so curious in this conversation because it's such an important conversation about what actually makes what's the difference you know between god yeah. is a dj maybe there isn't a difference but maybe, like maybe there isn't right <laughs> I, I, see what I, I mean? i'm not i'm not the expert but <laughs> my intention in 1989 1990 was very different <laughs> to to now and i and i think but you know a lot of uh, yeah you know let, let's be honest there are similarities you know that that collective I was actually just this morning um saw some uh, insta reels from some footage from the late 80s early 90s of people dancing and the energy is incredible there's not a phone in sight no the one's presence. looking at the, <laughs> no one's looking at the dj they're all 100% in the moment, lost in the music, feeling the vibration together, feeling the energy together. And having, yeah. excuse my French, fucking fun. Yeah. Right? And, and in the joy. Yeah. yeah. And their hearts are open. Hearts are open. They're, you know, everything is just living in that moment. Yeah. That's a great thing. Yeah. Right? And and did, did that change lives in that moment? Yeah. And... And do we seek it in those unceremonial ways? You know, I have a theory that teenagers and young people are meant to go through a rite of passage with medicine and very unconventional theory, but like they're meant to have their ecstasy rites. You know, they're meant to discover their life force energy and the meaning of the universe and have these rites of passage. And if they're not given in a healthy, safe way, they're going to be with a bottle of white lightning in the park. Yeah, done their Seeking their ecstasy rites. It's it's that guided um, process that I feel makes the difference. you're, You're being held in a safe space. You're being guided. And somebody holding your energy. Holding your energy, creating the environment to unlock what at that time is important to you and um you know it allows you to go deeper than you know you can on a nightclub floor in Ibiza (laughs) and 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 and, you know you're seeking to understand the pain as well Mm. as the pleasure Mm. so when you're in those kind of recreational environments you're seeking the high but in the plant guided experiences you're also seeking to understand the why that's beautiful and the you know how and i think to me that felt feels like the main differentiator but the end result can be the same oh i feel like i'm nervous with you there i love that no 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 i i love i love what you're saying what what i was thinking about was i actually looked up this week the root meaning of the word medicine Mm -hmm. and the root meaning is the art of healing Mm. and to heal means to be whole and then i was like i'm gonna look up art and the uh so art like the r word is really the r part of art in sanskrit 
or in German. I'm trying to remember the exact roots of it, but it was like, it means mindful. So it means mm. to be mindful. And I'm like, maybe it's only medicine mm. if you're mindful. Because what you're describing mm-hmm. here, like the, ex- the range of experience isn't that different from being in the club in Ibiza when we were younger in terms of like how it opens the pleasure up your part. range. A lot yeah. of people felt the pain part. Like my yeah. experience was... Or the, or the pain, you know, like yeah. I've also seen people in sure, things sure. go into their deep yeah. trauma stuff. Yeah. So so I don't think the range is that different because I think probably drugs open and medicines open you up in different frequencies in different ways. But what you're describing to me is that like it's the mindfulness mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. makes it the art of healing, that makes it medicine. Yeah. And 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 you're working with the plant to find what needs to be healed, and that's the intention. Yeah, that's the intention, and it's the integration. Do you mind me asking? And you're very welcome to say no. What your intention was? Um, my intention was to, I guess, understand more about who I was um you know am I I I was asking the questions about you know basically am I enough what am I am I on the right path am I you know I I've we've talked about this previously but you know I came from very corporate Mm. backgrounds and I'm really passionate about wellness talking about things like this cracked myself wide open to the world and I feel like sometimes I was living in two camps mm. and, and do I have a place and a voice that, that is as authentic as I believe it is and do I have a place to share this and I I was seeking just a little bit of validation that I am on the right path and that I am okay and the message I got is you are okay, you're doing <laughs> just fine Faye and you know I'm 50 next year and part of my year of being 50 is to work on my mind body spirit and this was the spirit part of um appreciating who I am what I I'm curious about continuing to learn and grow and my intention was to just crack open further and see what what dropped in and I think you really did fulfill that intention like when you speak about it I didn't really eloquently it's say so that beautiful but... Like when you speak about it, learning to love myself was my intention. It was to be okay (laughs) with going. You know what, chicken, you're all right. Or my dad would say, "You can hear that love. You can hear that love." And I, I feel like I spent a lot of years in self-loathing, and I want, I I don't want to go back there. Who does? I won't go back there. It's impossible because I've worked too hard on everything to do that. But that last little bit of self-love, self-awareness appreciation and confidence was just kind of lacking a little bit so my intention was to to give myself a little boost well I feel like your intention was fulfilled by the way you're speaking thank you and the energy that comes off you when you speak about it um I know I've been slightly devil's advocate no but I I I don't feel like I that at all. To, I want I, to be challenged. Well, I wanted to be because I was aware that there will be people listening that are going, hmm, 
you know? And and I just, again, want to dub, <laughs> double down on the fact that this was my yeah. experience. I have touched on a tenth of what I, yeah. what I felt because it is deeply personal. Um, some people that I was there with and shared time with had deeply, deeply traumatic realizations, experiences, physical pain, um, a lot of purging. There was a lot of tears. There was a lot of deep, deep um, work that was done. But as a, as a group, it was beautiful because by the time we all came to the last night and we had a cacao ceremony and um, Colin and Ariana put on some music and I thought, gosh, they have such beautiful voices and are beautiful musicians. I wonder what we're all going to like let loose to. And it was the full moon as well. So we were all a bit crazy. And we all just went for it and they put on Whitney Houston, Lionel Richie, Michael Jackson, and we all just jumped around and danced around like it was 1990 <laughs> with just not a care in the world and no kind of self-consciousness. And when the music stopped, we just had to stop and hug whoever was next to us, but truly from the heart and just stop and be, be peaceful. And it was so beautiful. I can't explain. And there was no drugs that night, just some cacao. Um, <laughs> but the energy was there. The trust was there between everybody. And everybody had been on that full journey together. And everybody that had the traumatic experience the first night had a beautiful the second night. Mm -hmm. Or we all, let's bring it back to the start, like nine perfect strangers, <laughs> walked out with a lesson and a appreciation that we we took home with us that we hadn't walked in with thank you for being so vulnerable and honest and thank you poetic <laughs> in your sharing of this very sacred experience thank you so much may the life force be with you may the life force be with you we hope this conversation has topped up your life force energy if it has and please help us spread the life force like share subscribe all of that <laughs> and may the life force be with all of us